Welcome back to another episode of the Responsive Podcast. That is super quiet, but yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, it's because it's okay. chill, but... Oh. Enjoy. Should yeah, I though, scream? so welcome to the Responsive Podcast. I'm Shane. I am Leon. <laughs> that never works. <laughs> All at the same time. <laughs> this is the difference between having one and three members, which makes it much more fun. Yeah. Because you have, like, three three Who members that have to kind of coordinate. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not in person, so you don't look over and, like, point to someone. They just don't. Yeah, it's, like, a weird improv thing, but it'll work. We'll figure out something. Yeah. Watching each other's green circle to see if it shows up, and that's about all the clues you get. And even if, yeah. like, we would, like, text, like, text each other, DM each other, like, you'd hear... Keyboard <laughs> <laughs> quick. Yeah, for, as for the updates for right now, um, nothing really. Vercel died again. At least I think that's an update. I'm not sure if we said that last time, but Vercel died, so... And Trying now for the weather. Anyways. The weather's the same as yesterday. Yes. It is <laughs> cloudy again, so... No, it's cloudy here as well, and it is 75 degrees. Yo, if we get a motorcycle again, that'd be, like, Wait. pretty cool. No, I think we should upgrade it. Maybe, maybe like a helicopter or a plane in the background. Yeah, but that's not as loud as a freaking motorcycle, though. Oh, the planes over here are. Trust me. Ooh. You never had a well, the police helicopters that come by every once in a while and just start like screaming oh things out the side. Yeah. So loud. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh wait, no, we do have updates. Uh, it's not. I was gonna say. Well, I don't know if we want to release it, but it's not that bad. We have a YouTube channel now. Um, yeah. Look up responsive. Well, I think it's responsive community or responsive. I know like YouTube doesn't really like you using a single name, but yeah, I think we're responsive community or responsive whatever. And we also have email. Um, so feel free to email us at contact at responsive or respdev.com. Oh, I should probably swap that out on the website as well. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, and speaking of too, since we have three like dedicated hosts now. Not not a guest. We have three dedicated hosts. It's now uh, three guys talk about tech. So I better update that on the different places that that's there. It's probably like two or three, but yeah. Also, anyway, I think that's really nice. Oh yeah, we also um updated the uh, anchor, uh not anchor. All of our podcast episodes might look very different, but in a good way because what I did was instead of saying the responsive podcast number six and then whatever title it was, we do the title first. So you can actually figure out what the podcast episode is and not have it cut off. So that's actually very yeah. important. And I've also and changed the responsive podcast to TRP because... Yeah. Also, if you haven't seen the last one, we released it a couple of days ago now. I would, It was, I believe, my timeline serves. And if you haven't seen it, then that's, that exists. We are here. Yeah. We haven't just gone for another month. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're actually going to get consistent with this now. Hopefully within, like, a week. We say every time. So, no, yeah. we will, actually, this time, because... Yeah. I'll enforce it. Yeah. We'll try to get one one out at least a week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not that Ends hard. One like, a day. We're available, so... Yeah. <laughs> one a day, no. One a day, two uh, a day. Yeah. I mean, I think the podcast is much easier than a newsletter like we did last time, so... Yeah. And if you haven't realized, they're unedited, so they're a bit easier to make as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, ooh, YouTube, that's a good idea, but it's kind of difficult to edit coding. So. Well, just just skip to the end of the project, and we're done. Yeah, I just might. Speed it up and talk I was actually thinking of doing that, fun. actually saying, like, 
here's sort of like a project overview video Mm. but that might work better i think yeah but yeah that's kind of the that's kind of it though Uh, we got some other stuff cooking but i don't know if i want to release that because it may or may not happen and i don't want to make too many promises yeah we've got some stuff yeah anyway mux what is this episode about This is going to be about anything beginner related. So any advice you have for beginners, any, you know, like career tips or just general tips for somebody who would be starting out. Yeah. Biggest tip, I think, just straight off the bat quickly. No one's perfect when they begin. You see a bunch of people doing things online. No one's that good straight off. No one's perfect in general, like even when you're not just a beginner yeah. like you're not gonna be perfect at everything even the stuff that you are the best at yeah yeah and that's the end always of the something <laughs> yeah. that's the end but i thought i'd mention that because it's always you always sit there and you go huh i went I, I bet someone who's a little bit more knowledgeable than me could figure this out straight away yeah the chances they probably also had to search up quickly just to remember what the thing is that you're talking about so yeah, yeah. always remember that because I know that discourages a lot of people. They see amazing things that people do and think, ah, I don't know if I do that. Yeah. I think especially, too, like, knowing that you're not always perfect when you're a beginner, that definitely also helps you out with, um, not the Dunning-Kruger effect, but I think sort of, I, it's another effect about learning. Like, learning. Oh, yeah. Where you think it's really easy and you think you're really great, and then you notice it's really complicated. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fun to ride that cur- ride that curve, though. Yeah. Like when you're a beginner and you think you can do anything. Mm-hmm. That's actually I am the world. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I I looked at my old programs too and I'm like hard drive simulator. It's not a hard drive, it's literally just an array of numbers, but it was fun thinking it was. Yeah. Literally just converted text to ASCII too, but I'd say that's another thing though, is even if you don't think you can do it, just give it a go. Yeah. It might not turn out well, but at least you learned something. Yeah. No. A lot of the times you learn from doing things and not just like thinking about doing things like a lot of people do. Um, yes. Like, just think of something. It doesn't really matter what. It doesn't have to be something super complex. It doesn't even have to be something that you share with anyone. Just something personally for you that you want to build out and something that you've mapped out specifically for what you want to learn. So. For example, let's say, you know, you want to do something in the back end, right? Well, maybe make like just a simple like REST API, right? That does something. Maybe it just adds numbers or does something extremely simple. But to you, if that helps you learn anything, no matter how minimal it is, that's better than just thinking about doing something and not doing it. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> It's also one of those points that sort of leads into build up the foundation before you try and build the house. Exactly. Yeah. More minimal things you know, they fill in those little cracks of knowledge that yeah. you're missing. Get all the fundamentals down. Yeah. Even if it seems like, oh, this is the simplest thing in the world I would have learned as soon mm-hmm. as I started programming. And you don't know it, just know it. Yeah. It's you never know when it's going to come to bite you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Always. <laughs> you also probably shouldn't pay attention to buzzwords either, because there's a lot of people that throw out a ton of random buzzwords, and 
people who oh. are just starting out confused by it. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that's also why it's kind of hard to search for specific topics online. Like you come yeah. across something, you're like, oh, I wonder what this might be called. I don't know what it's called. But I'm sure yeah. it has a name. Yeah. But how am I going to search it? Because Google or whatever search engine you end up using is looking for that specific word, and you have no way of finding it. Yeah. Until you meet someone in person, because thankfully humans are pretty good search engines. Fair enough. <laughs> You find the right person, I'm sure they can explain what it is. But not everybody has that luxury. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It, it's always annoying with the buzzwords, as you say. Like, if you find uh, an easier way of explaining it, explain it that way, even if it, if, it, if it just helps you, as long as you're getting the point across or what. Exactly. Um, I'd also recommend explaining what you learned to other people, or even if it's not just to other people, like maybe. I don't know, record it or, you know, do something that only you're seeing or something of the sort, or you could share it, but either way is fine. And try to explain what you learned, how you learned it, and try to explain it in your own words. Because if you get to the point to where you can explain something in your own words and, like, teach, that's how you know that you've actually picked something up. Otherwise, you haven't really solidified it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was who said that. Sorry, I'm a bit close to the mic. Let me move that back quickly. Um, I, I remember seeing something like that, uh, where he says, yeah. like, you know you're good at what you do when you know you can explain it to someone and they will understand it. Yes. Or at least you think you know the topic. Once you think you know and you think you can understand it and tell someone else it, that's when you kind of have the idea. Yeah. What is it, like, Albert Einstein, I think, who said, like, if you can explain it to a seven-year-old, then you really know what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, that was I don't know, It definitely sounded that. better than that, but... Yeah. It definitely sounded better than what the hell I was trying to say. That's the idea I was trying to get across, but my brain couldn't figure out what I was trying to say at the same time. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, it's always fun. where did you guys start? Because I feel like it would help other people to know how we personally got into things. Hmm. Yeah. Do you want to start, Shane, or should I give it um, a shot? I'm pushing a quick fix to responsive, so... Okay, well, I'll start then. Um, yeah. Well, actually, kind of luckily for me, I started on the hardware side of stuff, so I was already into technology okay. when things were started, which was pretty cool. I'm not saying I was anything amazing. I was, like, eight, nine years old. Um, yeah. Well, no, 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 sorry, I don't mean about seven. Like, so I was in primary school, which would be whatever the one after kindergarten is for you guys. Um, so, yeah, uh, I was in there, was doing ICT, because fun terms. Um, and that's when I started getting into doing programming. I think it was actually Scratch. I looked at Scratch and I went, ah, oh, this is boring. Yeah, I'm moving stuff yeah. around and it doesn't do exactly what I want it to do. And it's not easy because I'm looking for a block. So I looked into oh. how to get that sort of stuff going. So... I started when I was young, which also helps because it kind of changes how you think about like actually doing things. And when you get attached to something, you've been attached to something for such a long time to figure it out. Definitely yeah. helps then. So I was complete noob because I was a, like a seven, eight, nine year old just from like figuring out stuff proper, but not quite script kiddie. I was I was learning how programming languages worked, so mm. it was good fun. Yeah, um, but at that sort of age, you're not really quite. 
super amazing at doing much in that regard. It's a bit hard to hold information, because you're also doing other stuff for your life, like running around in a playground, socializing with people. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Ouch. I don't understand. Sorry, I never did this in my Friends? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it started a long time ago, but I'd say it really sort of kicked yeah. off once I got into my teens, and actually started getting into, like, fully dedicating some good amount of time, like, homework time, <laughs> to doing programming. Homework yeah. time, oh. Okay. Homework time, <laughs> programming, amazing. No, it's... it's it's one of those things that just sort of grabbed me. I was like, yeah, this is something I enjoy. So I'll carry on doing it. So, yeah. always good to have passion. Passion's very, very good motivator. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's pretty much it for me. I sort of clumsied my way into, right. su into success. That's not the right word. Into whatever this job is. It's fine. <laughs> How about you, Shane? How did you get started? So, oh, let's start. How far back do I want to go? <laughs> it was a lot. Um, the very beginning, just walk us through. Let me think. Um, well, I was born, and I saw this yeah. computer in front of me. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, we can Sorry. start there. So um, I said Google Gaga, and that's how I got where I am today. <laughs> um, so basically where it started out, oh. I think, was... Um, I think it was Lego Robotics which was like the NXT oh. stuff. Yeah. Yes. And um, from there, I went over to Arduino, looked at it, saw the comments, said, why do you need this much code to blink a LED? Quit Arduino, went to Lego Robotics for a while, build a game out of that, which was pretty cool. Um, uh -huh. With like a joystick and everything. That was interesting. Um, went to, oh, what was it? I think it was um, Visual Basic. Uh, for only like a little bit, because I didn't even know that it was a programming language. And yeah. I moved over to Scratch, or I moved over to HTML for a while and JavaScript. And got really confused on, I think it was like assigning a variable zero, but thought it was an array uh -huh. and, you know, weird stuff. Uh, so then I quit and went to Scratch. And then came back to JavaScript and kind of where I am now. Okay. So it was definitely like flipping around to different programming languages and like completely quitting them. Yeah. Still love Oh, I like how... this one. Okay. No, never mind. Oh, this one's still bad. Exactly. Because I looked at Arduino and went, why do you need this much? Why is the code like a whole screen yeah. wide? But it was just comments. You literally didn't need that much code. Mm -hmm. I was smart enough back then to know that. But I was like, if yeah. you need this much code to blink an LED. Okay. Well, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. Um, I sort of did the same thing, switching between languages. But basically, everything started, I'd say, I don't want to go too back, because it's a lot of, like, not really important stuff. Like, uh, like an elementary that is doing Scratch, which didn't really spark an interest, but I think it started something. And then in middle school, they had us doing Arduino and all that stuff, making us, like, blink lights and mess around with um, all of that type of stuff. Then we went on to robotics with, like, Robot C, and they had us doing things with that. And that was pretty interesting, being able to actually, like, control a machine with that. 
and yeah. make it do stuff, which that was pretty fun. I liked doing that. And then they taught us about networking and everything on that side. And they were, you know, explaining how the internet worked and all that. And that's probably, that's what sparked the majority of things. And then I went on to begin with Python from there, um, which I don't use anymore, thank fuck. But um, <laughs> yes. with Python. And I got a little bit of the fundamentals down. And I'm like, all right, I don't like this language. Um, <laughs> it was too um, high level. Like, it was easy to work with, but yeah. it yeah. didn't really like give me much control over what I wanted to do. Anything. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I switched to, I think I went to C from there. I think I went, I would think I went to C. Um, I went through like a phase where I was just going through like a ton of languages and trying to see what I enjoyed working with. So I went through, I'm not sure about the specific order, but I know I checked out C, C Sharp, C++, Visual Basic, um, QBasic, um, which that was not good, um, JavaScript, TypeScript, ton of frameworks revolving around that, um, Perl, um what else go obviously which is what i'm using now yeah um and then i went with go once i started to pick it up because i felt like that was a pretty good middle ground between like c and python because it still had like relative simplicity but you didn't have to only use that relative simplicity like you could um you could go and if you needed to use something from C, you could just use C Go. Um, if you didn't, then you didn't have to. You could use, you know, there were actual pointers and stuff that you can mess around with. Um, you could just do more than with an extremely higher level language. It was fast, easy to work with, easy to pick up concepts. And that sparked a little bit of the back end side. And yeah. that's what I started to pick up first. Started uh, with a simple little REST API. And I went through a few years of swapping between like other languages after that. And I stopped using Go for a while. And I was going with like C, C++. Um, and then I was getting into front-end a little bit after that, because I wanted to see what that was all about. Um, and then I went back to Go, because I guess that's what I enjoy the most. And that's where I'm currently at. Picked up a lot of concepts, um, got into more infrastructure stuff, like um, DevOps and everything related to that. And I've just been picking up concepts and... Uh, yeah. You went to the proving ground and tried them all out. <laughs> I was the one that survived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Language wise, I forgot to mention language wise, I pretty much had the same sort of path. I did scratch, I was like, no, nah, I don't like this. Went to Python, too yeah. simple. Tried C. I was like, I like C. Uh, 
stuck with that for a bit. Went to JavaScript. It's like I can do this for a while. You I, it. I did that. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I, I look back on it now since I haven't used it in a bit. I'm like, I don't know why I liked it that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then now it I'm on Rust. There's a lot of things that aren't really. Oh yeah, because I, I was know. in a call like, with it's you. Got a lot of weird thing. And I was like sharing the code uh, for the Chloe, and you got like you're like, what yeah. the hell? I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah, because like things are just different. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird. Like, language, JavaScript's but, like one of I mean, those things that's like laid back, but because it, like it's nice to code it, since it's laid back, mm-hmm. but because it's laid back, it also has some complications when you don't want it to be. Yeah. It's so it, it's it's I I feel like the problem is because like the web is a versionless space as they yeah. say, so it, it really has a bad time with that because <laughs> it just yeah because it's versionless you can't get rid of the old stuff so you're stuck with how that used to work no matter how you want it to not work um yeah as you say just it complete madness once you try and get to try and do and uh, like to doing things you specific way yeah. Yeah, which is definitely where WebAssembly does come in as a a nice thing for that sort of when you want to do something more low level or specific or fast, you can switch to it. But you can still have JavaScript as your your main like platform, which is nice, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say I have experience for that, but not not really now. I have experience of it breaking. I don't. Does that count? I, I don't know when I tried assembly script because I did give it a go. It, it, it as soon as I tried to run like the default program it comes with, it broke. I was like, uh, hmm. about that. yeah. I didn't even want to run the thing which it comes with. I'm not sure if it runs. I think the issue with that is like there's three different languages at play. There's like Deno or JavaScript, uh, Assembly Script, and WebAssembly. So there's I there used, could be an error. I used the default thing. I yeah. used the default thing, which was literally a web page with Webpack and. Um, Hmm. that sort of stuff well, that's and it just different it, it didn't work. yeah that's different from the example one that they had i think i, I just downloaded it? like the uh tutorial repo or whatever the hell they call it yeah <laughs> I just gave that a go yeah broken good fun yeah web assembly is not bad, a beginner thing i haven't i have never used assembly script because i couldn't get it to work actually wait a minute oh i can't tell you how it is if you want to get into something like assembly web assembly yeah. is pretty cool um, yeah I don't know. It sits on a different plane. I get it is assembly. It makes yeah. sense. It is assembly. It's like the lower level side of the web, which is built on top of whatever. It's like another lower level platform on top of the higher level platform. But I don't quite know in terms of like it, like the WAP format, which is the WebAssembly, a text uh, text format is a Lisp styled language or S expression styled language. Sorry, yeah. so very Lispy. Which is a fun language if you haven't given Lisp a go or a look, definitely give it a look. Um, I'm not sure. I, I get it has instructions on the way it does things, but it doesn't seem like when I think of assembly and I've used assembly before, it's always been instruction, 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 maybe some subroutines, whatever. But it, it seems to have that sort of control flow where you can kind of mangle it how you want it to work and I get. My brain just breaks sometimes yeah. when I'm trying to use it because I'm thinking too much assembly when I shouldn't be thinking assembly. Mm. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. It's like in the middle. I'm not saying it's bad. WebAssembly is amazing. Yeah. I've done some crazy things with it, which I didn't think it could do, which is fun. Um, it's just 
using assemb- using WebAssembly, but also thinking of it as assembly at the same time, just completely breaks my mind because it just it, it isn't, but it is. Yeah, halfway there, living on a prayer. <laughs> Sorry, God. Just make this into a musical. Copyright claim. Uh, copyright claim on Spotify, the home of. Are you just saying it? <laughs> Not even singing. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's cool. Technology. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool to see how everybody starts out though, because people start out in all different kinds of ways. Yeah. Getting into yeah. it. Yeah, because no one, okay, I'm not going to say no one, but, like, usually people don't start out with the language they're at, or what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's always, like, a a uh, whole path of choices that lead up to it. Yeah. Usually. Sometimes people are like, hey, I started out learning assembly and I love doing it. But usually like at least their first idea of getting sites. into programming usually isn't that way, though. Yeah. It quite literally is the proving ground. Yeah. It's like, what language fits me best? <laughs> I will use. Yeah. Uh-huh. Python is not the one to go with. I'm telling <laughs> you that now. Nope. Yeah. Use. It's a, we say it's the whole it. Python community. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Like, at, first, at first I thought it was just like, I was just biased because I was in the Replit community, which is just education level students just learning programming so that's why i was like eh, i don't really like python but you know you look at like the educational community on javascript too and it's all simple but like mm-hmm. i actually look at the stuff you can do with python it's built around the whole community of like simplistic and it it, it kind of makes things not that great though because like yeah. you look at like okay i have no experience never mind i'm not gonna i'm it's not gonna thing, simplicity, complexity their main argument is simplicity. Yeah. But you can get yeah. the same simplicity with many other languages. Yeah. It, it, That's yeah, why I'd I don't say, get it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I definitely do say too. it's more sort of like how you use the language also. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, I've looked at Go code and it looks very simple. Like, exactly. for yeah. being sort of a mid level sort of language. Yeah. From as, like, as much as I know, it's a mid level language. Um, mm-hmm. For the most it's, part, it's, it's be a good very way. simple. But I've also seen some very complicated things done in Go, uh, mm-hmm. and the code was pretty simple. It wasn't yeah. like overly complex. I could read through it. I've never used Go mm-hmm. ever. When I read it, I'd never used Go. I've yeah. used Go yeah. now, so that's good. I think you could do it with any language. Like Rust is uh, like super hard, apparently, to some people. But you can make it simple. Yeah, it's yeah. Same thing with JavaScript. JavaScript is also to... very complex. Rules, yeah, make yeah, the yeah. simple parts. Start with the simple parts, and then you could just upscale your complexity when you're comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. That makes me think. You know, when you look at a package that's been around for ages, and it looks like like the holy grail of optimizations. <laughs> you look in oh, there, and you're like, "How the hell did you manage this?" Yeah. But you look yeah. at the original state of it, and it's so easy. It's just someone's like an if statement there and there. Is even. <laughs> Is even wait no is odd was the original one. <laughs> no 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 you have to have is even if you have is odd because you can never tell. Yeah yeah. And there's no way of negating the fact that that was a boolean or not. <laughs> yeah, there's no way of doing that in programming unless you have like a thousand line lines of code. That's why the package <laughs> exists. Because it's like some crazy math mathematical thing that took them like years to figure out. 
Yeah. Four, then they had to brute force it. You know, yeah. Just every single conceivable number they yeah. went through. You, they had to literally hard code all of the odd numbers. Uh, Which is why, like... I was gonna make a joke, but... Let's say, like, during the war when I had my battleship. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. Also, like, to do with the packages and that sort of stuff, when you do see that sort of code, like, even when I look at it, I go, I don't think I can ever get to that sort of level. But remember that a lot of people have worked on that package. Yeah. A lot of people with a lot of different skills and a lot of different ways of fixing things and making it quicker and better and whatever. So Yeah, don't look one, at production-level code and call that your standard, because, I mean, it it is technically some form of standard, but it's like built to it's be very resilient kind of, like kind of put together yeah you know yeah like there's people right. dedicated to actually optimizing code if you're not doing yeah. that sort of job don't look yeah. at it like it's one of those goals that you must complete it's good to have good to get into good to have a look at but i wouldn't try aim aim at that as like the the main goal because you're probably going to end up looking at it after a while and go wow i spent a lot of time and i didn't get very far yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that's the same for everybody, but it's a very good general rule, I would think. Yeah, I look at like an older project, I'm like, what hurdles was I going over? Is this how I used to use switch statements? Whoa. Although most of the time in CS most of the time in web development is just CSS. That's the hurdle. Yes. The hurdle is how do I make this look good how and do I how the hell this do I use the language that makes it look good? Yeah. I'm gonna find a perfect example of that right now. Hold up. Ooh, okay. Of the production. You just look at the there. GitHub. You look at the GitHub like repo for yeah. uh, any for any GitHub. website, yeah. and it's always like 12% JavaScript, 13% HTML, and the rest is CSS. Yes. 88% Go, 10% Shell, other 0.6%. This is Docker, yes. by the way. The oh, Docker timeline. Oh, I didn't even know um, Docker yeah. was written in Go. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it's Kubernetes, I believe, and like. A lot of other things. Everything else. Oh, yeah. I gotta look at the stream. Like this for like interesting. This isn't something you're gonna write per I mean you might, but like Yeah. Oh that doesn't look that bad though. It is yeah, like, yeah. beforehand. Like with goals. In general, you can look at like a lot of things and I mean not too I bad. That, with the last one there said as orange, I was like, wait, that doesn't seem right for Docker. <laughs> Orange. Name a yellow fruit. Orange. <laughs> so stupid. Yes. It's amazingly stupid. <laughs> like I think Kubernetes. Hold on, is Kubernetes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, go. I definitely love like stuff like that too, where it's like written in Go, and then like half of it's shell or something. Yeah. Which is like all the build scripts and all that. I love it when you when you see like six different package managers and five different build scripts. And you're like, which one do you use? Yeah. I I see all of you, but which one of the real are you? Holy. All these dependencies. Oh, that's a lot Ooh, of dependency. Dependencies. Oh, that's fun. Oh. What I can imagine is all of the steep curly brackets opening up to more functions constantly. Yes. What other beginner tips? Um, beginner <laughs> tips is if you can, if you think you can build a big project, like if you think you can build your own gigantic project, don't do that. Start out with the smaller ones. Trust me. 
Yep. Because you'll try and say, ooh, all these big projects. I'm going to build all these, like, professional-level apps. No, you're not. Sorry, but... Yeah. Start with an MVP, yeah. minimum viable product, and then you can build on that, and it'll be a lot easier to just add features than to try to add everything when you're first building it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely falls into that same category. It's like um, trying to optimize from the start. As you were saying, like just build the minimal viable product. You'll end up having an easier time. You can go back and fix things. And I'm using app as the general term too, not like a mobile app. Yes. Because even still, you can have a back-end app too, technically. Oh mm. yeah, Hugo, we've got Jen. Would have I find some more production code. Um, oh, 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 the um, okay. the, what's it called? Uh, jQuery. What's it called? Uh, the proto buffster. I Ooh, bet there's the code in there. Is, see, yeah. I bet the it's production the, yeah. code in there is crazy. Cool Ethereum, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's Google, so. <laughs> hey, just because it's Google doesn't mean they can use their own language, right? <laughs> Well, yeah. It's still people. Mm, not really. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. I was thing. like, wait a second. They probably got an algorithm for that as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the like, you know, whenever you, like, do forgot oh, yeah, password gone. or something on Google, and, like, it's some older interface. The different layers yes. of interfaces they have. Gone. I like I like how it says, like, the, the, the uh, ORM library for uh, developers. They're specifically saying, like, don't use this for production, please. Yeah. This is not production thing. Just just use for development. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love how, f I think it's Flask that does it. I know there was a lot of issues with Replic because people didn't understand that Flask, Flask said, do not use this for production. Unless you really want to, which is a Python web server. Yeah. And people were like, why am I getting this error? People were like, yeah, it's fine. That's how this works. <laughs> when it comes to anything like that, you always have like the uh, packages or modules or crates or whatever you call them for your language, which give you like HTTP servers. And then when it comes down to actually having a production thing, it's like, ah, uh, yeah, we're just going to use Apache. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> how that works. Is that specifically made for production? It's fun to mess around with the other ones. It's great for development, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, but when it comes to actually doing some production style, have like use the right stuff, please. Yeah, <laughs> it's there for a reason. Or if you want to use one of the other things, maybe commit some code to it that helps it be better for production. You never mm. know; you might help the package become something massive. Yeah, <laughs> or make the guy so angry that he deletes it, and half the web goes down. Actix no, web, are you trying to say? Yeah. What? Actix web. Uh, I think it's called Arctix, whatever it's called. It was a Rust, uh, Rust crate. Um, like it's the fastest web server they have at the moment, uh, if I remember correctly, or oh, they had cool. at the time. There we go. Um, but it it used unsafe code, and some people were like, "Oh, like Rust is more about safety and whatever." So I can do this thing, but it doesn't compromise on speed, which is always fun. Like, always a good thing when you don't have to have unsafe code and you don't have to compromise on speed. Uh, so they they uh, did the pushes, and the guy got real angry. <laughs> he was not happy, man. Yeah. He deleted the project, but had it on his personal uh, account instead of on the <laughs> organization. Yeah. And it just ruined people's builds and everything. 
I think he completely like quit from the project. He just went up, just left, gave up, couldn't be bothered managing the community anymore. Well, so here's an that interesting idea. Problem with um, open source. I've seen the issue with a lot of beginners and just a lot of people trying to think of what to do. Either mm-hmm. there's two answers you could give to this. What would be some like boilerplate or like default or example ideas that people could use, or like what's a good method of generating your own ideas? Boredom. Boredom is the best thing for coming up with ideas I have found. Leon. I would say... People are bored, that's the issue. something that you think introduces concepts that you want to learn. For example, exactly. um, I may be a bit biased, but let's say you're going to go and you know try and learn Go, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let's say you want to do like some back-end stuff, right? Start with something simple right maybe do like uh like a rest api right well you know what do you want to do in your rest api well you're going to want a practical use um if you're going to want to go into back end you're going to want to find concepts that you're going to want to pick up you know you're going to want to learn how to build an api you're going to want to know how to interact with the database you know all that sort of stuff um uh an example let's say like a URL shortener, right? That's um, one that I've seen a lot of people tend to go with. Um, it'll help you introduce concepts on how to interact with the database, right? Um, you can go very simple with it and just have like an MVP, or you can, you know, add other things like analytics and you know what else you want to add on to it, um, and so on. So you can start simple and kind of build upon that if you plan on it um or you could go with like i don't know uh maybe like a login system right maybe you can learn how to implement different versions of authentication and authorization and maybe put that on top of like a simple front end that you build out or a front end that your friend builds out or something of the sort. Yeah. Um, just find things that have a practical use or something that's going to um, introduce concepts that you want to pick up. And then you can build on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's usually how I find things. I try to find something that I want to either pick up and learn or something that I think has a practical use that I can use. Yeah, that's exactly what I did back then. I would always like build like a slideshow application to learn how to do animations and all that cool stuff. I build a timer app to learn how to do reactivity. Yeah. Different things like that to learn how how to do the clipboard, which is probably the worst thing in the world. Other things, yeah. Yeah. God, I don't even think my clipboard app works anymore because web stuff to learn that is things to take away like yeah always start new projects even if you're not 100 sure what you want to make because you'll always find something to do yeah and even if you get bored of a larger project just build a quick small one it's kind of fun yeah yeah actually i would say quick small projects are amazing fillers between working on massive projects yeah or bigger projects because you need the time away from the big project to like figure out what you want to do how it's going to change not stagnate on ideas and that sort of stuff yeah 
Like, even if you're not even, or, yeah, even if you're, um, hmm, I don't know what I was going to say. I, like, completely blanked out. Uh, yeah, even if you don't know, like, what you're going to do for the main project, like, the larger ones, um, what you can do is you can easily just, um, wait, oh, you just ended the stream, okay, I got really confused. Um, so yeah, even if you don't know what you want to do with the main project, what you can easily just do is just simply just take a break from it. And when you come back, you'll even just have new ideas. Yep. Passive thinking. No, that's, that's why I always say like boredom is like, for, at least for me, like the best way of figuring out new ideas. Cause when you're bored, your brain goes into sort of overdrive and what the hell it can do to not be bored. So. Yes. You end up thinking of stuff. And then yep. you're like, yeah, where's the scenario? Just build a clone of something. <laughs> yes. Mm. But the thing is, even if you're not going to make it public, uh, like yeah. in the sense of making a clone of something, at least you're still learning. Like, learning exactly. is the major factor in everything. Like, exactly. even when you're not a beginner, learn constantly. Yep. Always learn Always. Yes. different things and how to apply those. Yeah, even also, if you're not going to touch it, definitely learn a bit about it. Like, We've been talking about WebAssembly for a while. We've never really used it until now. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah. Actually, thinking, sorry, sort of side thing, but I'm thinking of using WebAssembly for a modding system. In, I'm not a game developer, by the way. For one of you people out there, I don't find playing games as interesting as well. But, uh, like, Minecraft, you sort of games, the back end of them is a lot more complex than the front end, which is why I find that it might be an interesting project. But yeah, yeah. WebAssembly would be pretty cool for an API system for that, I think, because you can compile it from other languages, so you don't have to use Rust as the plugin system. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's quite a bit of control when it runs near native speed, so um, it's not like it's going to be slowing down stuff too much. Apart yeah. from like the environment and sandboxing, that might be the only problem. But other than that, yeah, it's, look for new technologies is what I'm trying to say in a very convoluted way, apparently. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, well, no, new, new technology is always fun to mess around with. When something comes out, don't like instantly dismiss it because you've never seen it before. Have a look. It might be useful. You never know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And if no package exists, maybe you can help in the effort to make the package exist by making a package. Exactly. Or you're, uh, language if it doesn't have one so interface with certain things with yeah and one main mistake i did was um i kept trying to basically build like i built my blog like 500 times and each time i did i would always make it open for other people to use sort of mm -hmm. in a way like i would design the code around that aspect that's like don't always design your code for other people unless you know for a fact you're going to be able to get it done and make it work because i know i struggled a lot with the blog i tried to make it as open as possible yet there was literally no reason to make it as dynamic as it was yeah it was a place for you to share your ideas yeah yeah login systems and authentication for posts and stuff like that and you're like wait oh second, no that was that was actually different though because i did want a uh, sort of crm but yeah yeah it's there's a lot of stuff to do. Turns out like, pushing out GitHub what. is just totally fine anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no matter what, when it comes to any tips, just enjoy yourself and learn stuff. 
It's like the biggest tip, the smallest, well, it's the smallest tip, but it's the one that you'll get the most out of doing. It's just enjoy yourself, have fun, learn a bit, maybe. If if you don't enjoy it, then find something else you do enjoy. You know? Yeah, like you're not being forced by really anyone to do anything. Yeah. So. If you want to take a break for five days, take a break for five days. Maybe you need to clear your head and get some new ideas. Yeah. You know? It's a, it's always kind of funny because it's like the most cliche sort of tip to give for absolutely anything is yeah. have fun and learn stuff. But it is the best tip, which is why it's so cliche. Yeah. <laughs> the more you focus on doing that, the more you'll enjoy yourself and learn. So. Well, another thing too is don't be opposed to libraries too. I know I was super opposed to libraries. Like you can do stuff on your own. That's totally fine. But don't be like completely opposed to libraries because I knew I was like completely opposed to like jQuery for a while and then I used it and I loved it. And then I learned how J uh, libraries work and everything else, so. Had you've grown out of that one, I'm still stuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I will, I'll do this myself. <laughs> I'll do it myself. Like, I'll yeah. give it a go, which is always fun. Yeah. What was the thing I think you said? Um, what was it? Like, um... If you're going to do it, at least budget better than they did, or something like that. Um, I can't remember what you said. Bodge before <laughs> brilliance was one of them. And you said, yeah. reinvent the wheel if you, can, if you think you can do it better. Hmm. I thought that was you. No, that was you. you. Those oh. were you're the ones you do. You, those two were the ones you created. Don't quote me on that. Eh, too late. Uh, it's probably in a pin message somewhere anyway. Yeah, it's kind of weird because all of the tips are like very, um, well, I'd say most of the tips, like use libraries because they'll get you further, but then yeah. also make the things yourself. Contradictory. It's very contradicting. Well, but do both because I think the idea is and get, sort and of like with the Cluey, right? I'm building my own command system. I could totally use a command system library, but the whole idea is that the command system library is like the most important part. Um, yeah. Only use a library if you don't want to focus on interacting with that type of code. Like if you're building a website, just a normal like portfolio website, and you just want to get it up there, sure, use a library. But if you want to build a portfolio website that has like really complicated stuff or even like a library on top of that, you got to build your own code. Yeah. That would be a good idea too. Yeah. I now that you say it like that, I, I like sort of thinking like for the tip name, like tip number six, and give it a name or whatever. Like the tip name for that one would be like, uh, like if, know what your project is and what it isn't. Yeah, like focus on what it is that you're trying to do. Like with yours, that you were saying with the GUI, you're mm. focusing on making a command line system with a GUI, so you would focus on all of those things. Yeah, so that's but why I'm using Spell to, to like stuff. do the front end stuff because I don't really want to care about that. I don't want to have to yeah. worry about building my own reactive yeah. system and building another library on top of that. Even though I'm technically already doing like three different libraries, what but would you say are some good um, like I wouldn't say soft skills, but like skills not just um related to the whole programming aspect of things but oh i was things gonna say know how your programming language works yeah um i yeah. think people should like for example i think people should learn how to first of all search things better 
and yes. second of all, utilize those resources like um like reading documentation, for example. Yes. For some people is yes. relatively difficult because they're not used to it, or like reading an article or something, or maybe like a, even even as simple as like a Stack Overflow post, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like people like that's a good skill to be able to pick up how to read and understand something and how to find those resources effectively. Yeah, that's yeah. the number one thing I see in Replit with all the beginners. They're like, hey, yeah. how do I b- do a web server with Python? They're like, oh, use Flask. And, they're, and people are like, well, how do I do that? They're, they send them the documentation. They're like, oh, okay, how do I do that? I'm like, you got to okay. read the documentation. Yeah. But, you know, with this information, instead of asking for the a millionth time it's probably being asked, have a search. Yes. Just search exactly. up the question and go, like, Python web framework. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I think search terms is the never, hardest thing to learn, though. I'm horrible at yeah. searching things, and Shane will know that. Oh, what? Well. No, it's the other way around. Like you're apparently no, really good at using no. DuckDuckGo. I'm I search horrible. for something, I can't find it, but you search for it, you find it. I, I, I highly doubt. <laughs> never came across a situation mm-hmm. where I've had to, like, had to ask somebody else in like a community for help or something. Yeah, like, I've had that a couple it, times because it's more convenient. But yeah, like I've I've never I'm, had to. I think the only I've reason been able to find it. why I did that was mainly because, um, oh, what was it? I was building my own text to speech system with my own voice, so oh, I was using yes. um like the actual different pronunciations <laughs> for everything. Phonetics. Yeah, yeah, all the phonetics. But I didn't yeah, like know a, like. Uh, how to get the phonetics of something and i didn't know what it was called so i was like hey community like because i was having trouble searching it yeah Um, apparently the community has no idea either so (laughs) it's good when the people who should know about it don't know about it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i mean replets uh nothing against them it's just they're very beginner friendly um Mm -hmm. which is great but expert friendly they're not very yeah. There's only. I mean, it, I guess it's really hard to help out the experts too, though. Like, because then you're you're like, I have this huge code base. Help. <laughs> well, if you're an expert at that point, I don't think you should be asking questions. Exactly. Like, yeah. Very. It's very much the same thing as like someone on Stack Overflow moaning yeah, like, at you because touched. you didn't format the post properly. I get. Yeah, it's been like asking a, a question, but please format Yes. And create an MVP. That's what I was doing with the Vercel issue, too. I wasn't going to share yeah. my entire code base. I was just going to create yeah. an MVP, but the MVP worked, so... It did, and then bam. I think, like, that's the number one issue, too, just kind of putting it out there. That's, like, the number one thing I hate about, like, the support position at Replit. Because, like, yeah. a lot of the times, like, you can filter things out, and it's fine. It's sort of like a pyramid, right? You clear out all the emails, hey, you know... You you need to give us more information, and then they do, and then you fix the issue, and it's fine. But then, like, there's like the few users that are like, you know, a couple days old, and you're like, I don't know how to help these people. I've like gone as much as I can, and I have no idea. Yeah. And you're like, do I bother the team with another ticket that they have to investigate? I think I think like a big problem with that though is people rush to ask the question and don't sit there for a second just like yeah. for five minutes and go what am i actually asking what is my problem do i have anything i can yeah use i just mean that's figure? outside of questions though that's like more support yeah. overall they're like i have a purple no, no, screen yeah. and you try and no, no, reproduce it saying, as much as you want as well. 
I think oh, yeah, learning no, how to right, actually ask too. a question too is something good to learn. Like a lot of people don't really properly ask questions from what I've seen. Like people aren't like, like people like for example, let's say someone's like, "How do I do this?" Right? Mm-hmm. You can format that a lot better yeah. in a way that you can get more useful information out of asking that. Stack Overflow is not a good place to do that, though. Yeah. (laughs) Do not ask questions, only look at questions in Stack Overflow. Uh, Trust me, they yelled at me for the XY problem. Yeah. I yelled at me for putting a short description before my code snippet. Uh (laughs) I was just like, hey, why isn't this working? And they're like, it looks like this is an XY problem. Try formulating a new question. I'm like, if you know what it is, then answer it. This is a duplicate question from three years ago in JavaScript. Yeah. Yes, it's a completely different language, but it doesn't matter. Check out that post here. Down vote. <laughs> this is like, you know, 2017, which is completely outdated, but it's fine. This is deprecated. <laughs> yeah. We don't like you. <laughs> closed. I don't know if Stack Overflow uses closed or not. Like, when you were saying, like, reading documentation sort of stuff, I took on the same vein as, like, asking questions properly. It's also, no, like, knowing, as you are saying, also how to read like, documentation and that sort of stuff properly. Because I think a lot of people, like, when they're just starting out, and maybe some people who've been doing it for a uh, longer time as well, they sort of, they pick it up, like, whether it's a piece of documentation for some uh, yeah. project they're working on or for a package or they're looking at, like, some... I'm going to quote unquote is like scientific documentation for how a specific process works. Um, They look at it and they go, oh, this might be a bit too technical for me to like read properly. Yeah. And then they get scared away by that. Yeah. If you understand the library or whatever you're looking at, then you can understand the documentation. Mm -hmm. I feel like people don't approach things as far as documentation the way that they probably should either. Because from what I've noticed with a lot of people, they look at documentation and they like if they aren't used to reading it they think that it's some sort of like a like a tutorial or a guide which yes. oh yeah in some ways it can be but like with examples for you know for instance but yeah. i don't think that that's how they should be approaching it i think cuz that's not really what it is yeah it's usually like oh the What's tutorial. in this package, and what can I use in this package? Um, contrary to like, how do I do this with this package? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was also fun because when Leon was busy for a while, it was either WebAssembly or um, SvelteKit that I didn't know mm-hmm. how to use. But since Leon wasn't, I think it was WebAssembly because then you did come on. And I was like, help, and you're like, I have no idea. Yeah, I think that's what it was, because when I was doing that, I was, like, looking... No, it wasn't that, actually. I think it was Felkit. But, yeah, I was looking into different stuff, and I was like, man, where's Leon to, like, walk me through this or do it first, understand the documentation? So I had to learn myself, which was pretty fun, though. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I like how you always go, oh, I'll just ask Leon, and you think I'm some kind of magician. Well, I because am you not usually a do it, you, You're the one who usually touches on... You have better skills than I do, because you're able to touch on things much quicker. I usually have to build a whole project. Seriously, like every single time you've ever gone to me with a package and said, yeah. uh, like, how do I do this thing? I, all I, I mean, do is no, I go on see, the package site and look at the docs and I read through and I go, So you oh, know how like someone will yeah. look at like 
a programmer and say, help me with tech support. Yes. Leon knows a lot more languages than I do, so I do that. <laughs> no is a very strong word. <laughs> I yes, but you've never said no. You just said, I don't, I don't know. know. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, to do with the thing as well, like, reading up on languages, like, Oh, this is why GitHub Copilot's nice, because GitHub Copilot can be your own little Leon. So. No, please don't. <laughs> don't replace me. It's well, that's what I said, too. I was like, see, don't use GitHub Copilot to write your code. Use GitHub Copilot to see how to do something and then go over that. Because GitHub Copilot's yes. like trained on Stack Overflow and everything, too, I think. So, if only, uh, if only they would give me access to, st to uh, GitHub Copilot. Wait, have but, you tried to yeah. um, cancel and redo... Uh, I have not. Ooh, try to do that. Yeah. How how do you cancel it? I don't know. I was uh, I don't even know if that's a thing you can do, but you might have to open a ticket up with them and just have yeah. a like, quick conversation saying, "Oh, like, I have got access to it. it one way or another." Um, yeah, they better. Oh yeah, because <laughs> getting pilots pretty neat, and and as long as people don't make it their full time thing, like even with yeah, I mean even with the Cluey. I, I I only use the Cluey, not as like self advertise or self promotion, but that's the project I've been working on. But um, and it is inresponsive. <clears throat> uh, so like yeah, with Git a Copilot, a lot of my stuff is refactoring, and it can't do that. So uh, I mean, yeah. it is really interesting, but sometimes it gets dumber. I think it, if you yeah. try something, it does it wrong. You try and like do it another way, it still tries to do the wrong way. I find like with larger code bases, it doesn't always work too. Yeah, well, I haven't tried kind of it for point, programming though. with Replit, but I feel like it's just going to blow up. So, <laughs> instant death. And I don't think it's going to help out with formatting guides either. So, yeah, oh, the uh, endless that, battle is, with formatting. Why they named it? Why form. they named it though? Like it's called Copilot for a reason. It's not taking exactly. over your position. It's to help with the position. Yeah. Right. Well, imagine. Yeah. Well, right of it. This is the only thing that. It's relative, right? Well, I mean, support's gonna have to help you. Yeah, I'll go with this. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have Oh, guys, as a shout-out to people who have a Replit support ticket open, um, if it's been a while, um, one, I'm, like, the only person now running through support, so, uh, yay. Um, and two, um, there's a lot of people who don't give us a lot of information, for one, so they just say, hey, here's this. I'm like, can I have a console screenshot? Can I have this? Can I have that? And then there's the script kitties with their tablet, which sometimes people can only afford tablet, which is fine. But they're like, my mommy won't buy me a tab, buy won't buy me a computer. I'm like, oh my god. So we can't get a console screenshot. But um, another thing too is I heavily believe in like, we have to get it through. Like I never say, hey, sorry, we can't fix this. I always get to the bottom of it, create a ticket, somehow fix it. So that's I'm sort of why it takes longer, too. I'm going to make an account with an impossible thing. Do it. To Do it. Just to send it Do to it. you. Do it. <laughs> I'm being serious. Do it. Do it. Yeah, Legitimately. It, oh, also, too, oh, if you just oh. want to, like, use the bug report system to say hi to me, you can do that, too. I don't care. Oh, I'm the only one I'll doing do it right now, so... Leon, do the most <laughs> important issue. Like, find some weird, strange issue. Not hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I would like yeah. to express that all of these opinions belong to me, not Shane. He yeah. wants to replicate. I do. Well, not, no, see, so. because it was kind of funny. I have a funny story about that, 
And I do kind of like how our podcasts start out as like beginner, and then we start slowly like go back to like a nice little chill thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's just laziness or not, but it's winding um, down so people can yeah. get ready to just chill to go. listen to the next one, obviously. Okay. Yeah, straight <laughs> after this, we're recording another five. Yes. They're no, they're kicking. listening to another five. <laughs> not oh, that it exists, God. but um. <laughs> Are you anyway, coming boss? Um, so yeah, um. With Replit, like, at first I was like, oh man, I work in support, so like, uh, you know, I see like all of the bugs and issues, so I might just be biased that it doesn't work. I go and um, try and do the responsive site because, you know, screw Vercel, right? Because Vercel just somehow doesn't work. I redeploy it like 500 times. It still somehow doesn't work. And it's a new issue too. It's completely unrelated because there's no changes that we've ever released that could have did it. Because Mux even yeah. noticed that it like the website was working too, and then it didn't. Yeah. So um, I moved to Replit, and apparently I had a uh, Repl in the organization that was already linked to the domain, um, because I tried to link it up to a personal Repl, and it's like, hey, you know, this thing's already linked to your domain. So I figured it out which uh, Repl was already connected to it. So I unlinked it, and I tried linking my personal one to it, and it's like, hey, sorry, you can't link it. I was like, wait, what? I already unlinked it. There shouldn't be anything there. So with my ties in there, I said, hey guys, this is kind of an issue. And the engineer's like, oh, this seems like a really bad issue. I'm like, wait, what? So they basically just replied to my email and said that they can't respond right now. <laughs> because they're taking a they're taking time off because their team was working tirelessly. Wait, who? Um, GitHub. Oh, I was gonna say Replit, because No. Um It's like we don't do that. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. That's why I changed. That was Lena. <laughs> that was the video. Anyway, um, yeah. So if you, just a little uh, PSA: if you're reporting a bug on Replit, please give as much as information as you can. I know there's a character limit. I'm working on like making the bug reporting system so much better, but yeah, it's a little question mark at the bottom left. By the way, Mox. But Wait, what? The oh, question here? mark at the bottom left, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Perfect. like, the whole system's not the best, but we're working on it. Hello. Oh, no, I'm going to make a whole new replay account just to speak to, because I don't have one anymore. Or just get oh, I do have one. Have yeah, one. you do, because you have a... I'm not, I am stuff. not connecting my GitHub account to replay. Why not? I'm not. What, you think we're going to steal your information? <laughs> no, I just do not want to. Oh, I love, like, the crazy stuff where it's like, oh, um, it's definitely, oh, I had someone, um, <laughs> do I have to abide by HIPAA? Um, no, it was someone who actually came to me and they're like, oh, this isn't your guy's issue, but, um, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna let you know anyway. I'm like, oh, so you should contact their support. They're like, no, it's an issue with you. I'm like, you just, I don't know, I think it was a language barrier, but. I was like, this is an, an issue with your network, not us. You said that multiple times. So contact them, not us. My computer isn't working. Fix yeah. it. No, they say, I like, am... Replit's slow. And for the first time, actually, I told them, uh, I told them to take a network test, as I've started to do. And their network yeah. was, like, 0. 0, uh, 0.01 megabits per second. Damn. And I was like, well, see, that's kind of why... I have found For the first issue. time, I actually felt like one of these weird user issues was actually a user issue. I've never actually... <laughs> I don't think I've ever resolved it as a user issue. 
it's always been ooh, let's investigate this but yeah for the first time i was like yeah no this is you mm. this is not our fault yeah. oh yeah anyway that's an hour we we how did we like subconsciously like go around to this uh it's it's fun listening back through the podcast yeah. afterwards actually just yeah. to see how the conversations evolve and where things go because yeah, that's the beginning yeah. we're, we're always sort of like choppy on what happens next and who says what next mm-hmm. and things are a bit like massive pause small pause a bit weird yeah. but as soon as we get to here it's always yeah the next um the next podcast that we want to have a actual like um turbio thorough topic with we yeah. should jot down some little uh like subtopics within that. Oh yeah, that we can go um, over and use at some point. And yeah. I love one. It is kind of like funny to have like not many listeners, although we are growing, so this excuse is going to go away soon. But uh, yeah. we could just say whatever we wanted in the podcast, and like people Probably. wouldn't care. So like if we like would had like, wait to like four minutes in when they yeah, stop listening. And exactly. Like- but um yeah, we will actually have uh, the Versalette Jam. Uh, I'm planning on inviting a couple people from there. Um, nice. And the plan for that actually oh, is um, an actual talking podcast too, because I said like Ooh. some people too, they're like, hey, you know, I like the community, and I like the podcast. I think they said like, mm-hmm. can I be a guest but just do text? I'm like, that's not how a podcast works. But and just do text. Yeah, it's not audio official. It's audio. Yeah, it's audio. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically, um, what we're gonna do there is they asked if there was gonna be like sort of like an interview based thing or more like just like a general improvised and i said a little bit of both i think like the topic of the of the episode is going to be what they're good at so they can sort of Mm -hmm. be the star of the show um and we will ask questions and sort of like sort of like how usually leon and i would talk to the imaginary audience um Uh as if we're teaching people things um and sort of like we're doing now too that like we all are like collaborating with each other i think with them though they're going to know something that we don't know. Like, in a much larger... Yeah. That's sort of why they're the guest. Um, okay. So they'd be in, like, hey, you know, we have experience with, like, developing a whole application. How does that go, you know? Like, what do you... What tips do you have? Like, sort of subtopics off of that. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, trust also, me, writing down news, stuff doesn't well. always help. But it helps yeah. for you to do it. But, oh my gosh, if it, everyone remembers episode zero, I think we did timestamps for it. Oh my god, that was so fun. Oh. I was like, oh, hold on, I need to stop this timestamp first. And then we'd go on, continue talking about it, and it was like, oh, wait, I used to write down the links to the things that we'd spoken about in the episode. Yeah. But I don't do that anymore. Yeah, if I don't you really guys think that's enjoyed that, either. by the way. Oh, yeah. If, if anyone enjoyed that, get in touch with me on Discord. You can find me in the responsive server. Um, I don't have a Twitter or anything like that, so you can't get in touch with me any. Like, yeah, or any just look at the ways. responsive website. We have like thousands of links at the bottom, and the email link yeah. is just updated too. So, yeah, get get in touch with me, which is Leonski, which is uh, my name on absolutely everything that I'm on. Um, Besides and Twitter. tell me that you want the links, and I'll yeah. carry on doing the links. I stopped doing them because I didn't know if people were actually using them, how much they were useful or not. But if you do yeah. find them useful, I'll continue to do them. I do not mind. Yeah, specifically um, because he's on the Discord call, he gets a uh, nice noise suppression, so he can type out the links. Oh no, you can hear my keyboard. That's oh. why I don't type. Yeah, <laughs> but I use my laptop keyboard when it comes to that because it's uh, oh yeah, uh, cross instead of uh, uh, cherry switches. Not cherry Ooh, switches. Yeah. 
No, it is cherry switches. Anyway. So I guess that sort of wraps everything up. That was actually a nice, like, educational one. It but was, yeah. Again, don't oh, worry, community. We're still listening to you. We're still going to do unresponsive. Probably right after yeah. this, too. Honestly, yeah. Probably, like, thing five is, we could probably wrap up these episodes and just continue it on, but split them up. Yeah. Because I mean, we're we still going to need a physical like, to stop the episode, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the unresponsive could just be, like, the aftercast sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a funny thing. We're like, the unresponsive is like a chill thing. The aftercast being like, after that. And then, um, uh, like the nightly responsive or something, which is literally like at night or something. Ooh. Hey, guys, today was like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Just the. Uh, Leon, why aren't you going to bed? Sorry, mom. <laughs> Apparently, 2 a.m. Uh... <laughs> it's 2 a.m. Looking for library. Yeah, for reading documentation on Rabbit reading documentation. Again. Oh my god, wait a minute. We could do that with the unresponsive, because I also thought too, could, like, yeah. it'd be nice to have, like, the mini-cast and the unresponsive. I do yeah. kind of want to lock these um, different seasons in, though. So, like, mm -hmm. if we do have yeah. a different unresponsive, it'd be interesting. I actually looked yeah. at other podcasts to see how they name them. They actually have, like, mis uh, like they have, like, the name in all caps, and then colon, and then, like, the name of the episode, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have it a bit different, but we're different so uh yeah we have the, the mini cast will be ideas, specifically so. condensed yeah. snippets i think like mini cast mm -hmm. would be like oh we won't be able to not like oh well, we don't have like time to talk about this yeah kind of yeah yeah yeah. because like i think the mini cast was sort of we each of these uh seasons we sort of said oh well wherever this episode goes we're just going to put it wherever but i think we should specifically target certain types of episodes though yeah like because we have like a mobile games task here, or like a note-taking one or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think we could put that in the mini-cast, which would be 30 minutes. I know there's mini-cast episodes that are like an hour long. So I do kind of want to conform to that. Am I in the uh, Trello board? I can No, remember. you left. Oh, Hold on. I didn't, oh, I don't have the account. I don't have a Trello account anymore. Let me make one of those. At some point. In a minute. Well, if we do this. Sorry about that. <laughs> You can tell how organized I am. People who live the, the podcasties, you can tell how organized I am. Yeah. I'm even in the Trello board with all the. Uh, well, no, see, are. guys, welcome to Leon, whose privacy um, first. Well, that Okay, no, privacy you're a little first. more than privacy first. So instead of even worrying about your privacy, you just like completely avoid that at all by just deleting everything. Not even I don't his account. Stuff I don't use because I don't see it as necessary. That's normal, right? It's and I've even, I've even got it. he like throw like everything rubs off onto me, and I hate it. <laughs> like I'm like, man, I, I kind of don't need this man. account. Let me delete it. But actually, no, I keep accounts around if I know I'm going to. One use of those things we actually thought about too, though, is um another PSA, guys. Sorry, <laughs> but um, oh, shoot, what were we talking about? I did this. Do I looked at what um Mux was doing, but um, what yeah. is this thing we were just talking about? Sorry, no yeah. clue. You said PSA. Then, yeah, what was before that? Uh, privacy and yes, privacy. Yes, people. thank you. Um, so yeah, whenever you um, I've actually learned it too because when I was doing uh, through something called Mine, um, which like shows hmm. you all, all the different data that you have on the web, um, uh -huh. I yeah. actually sent out. It sends out automated requests, and companies yell at you because they're like, hey, we know this isn't you sending it, and we can't do anything about it. 
So where is it? It's a say mine app. This is the name of it. Say mine. Oh. Say mine app. I think. Say mine. Yes, oh, that one. Yeah, and like even for Replit, it's kind of annoying because like sometimes we see like, I would you like you to delete my account, but it's like from some website where like we're not gonna delete an account if you didn't send it. But oh, many account, yeah, yeah, probably. I feel like okay, this is just an opinion, but I feel like like this is probably gonna be the end of the episode because it's off topic. But I feel like you know. When, even when I signed up for mine, I was like, oh, cool, take control of your data. I deleted it. Nothing's changed in my life. Except I might, may have felt a little bit better. Except all of this apps that it did was like college, work, um, everything else that I need. I'm like, guys, you're getting this very wrong. But, yeah. I think you, like, because whenever I hear someone, like you say, like, how I am when it comes to accounts and stuff, I'm like, I'm not that bad, am I? <laughs> no, you're not. not. I mean... I'm not someone who goes FU companies. I don't like you. I mean... I, I sign up for stuff. It is annoying I, when I, we say, hey, Leon, um, we'll add you, we'll, like, assign that task to you in the Trello, and you're like, oh, I don't have it. But, oh, I'll make a Trello account. I yeah. forgot I delete. No, I deleted a Trello account Yeah, so I couldn't change my email. I think because we stopped they using it, too, change but... it. No, anyway. no, no, I use Trello. I do use Trello. Okay. So, yeah, I'll I invite you to that. I think I can just send you a link. Uh, oh, God, not Soundtrap linking again. Oh, this no. is having its time of its life playing in front of me right now. Anyway. Um, oh, Very yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's end this with a, uh, a good PSA, actually. A good announcement. If you want to join the podcast, just ask us. Literally, yeah. that's what Mux did. And now Mux is, like, a community manager. That was so, so anticlimactic. If you want to join us, join us. Yeah, I mean, if you want to join so the good. podcast for one episode, if you want to be kind of in the background, if you want to say hi, if you want to do the intro and that's it, sure. Yeah, just say hi. I'm sure we can pick up stuff, huh? Say hello. Yeah, I'm sure we <laughs> can, like, move things around and make time for you. <laughs> no, no. As no, if we do that. Like that. Uh, I mean, yeah, at least we're, with the Trello, we're at least a little bit better with what our topics are, so it's not just, like, code bases. Oh, we've already done that. What do we do? Whoa! But anyway, so that concludes episode, I think, eight of the response. Wait a minute, hold on. I gotta confirm this real quick, even though it's completely meaningless. I gotta confirm this. What are we on with the responsive podcast? Uh, God, anchor so slow. Um, episodes. Uh, yes, we're on episode eight of the responsive podcast. Are you getting it right? Wow. On me? Anyway, yeah, that concludes it. Hopefully, beginners have um, begun. <laughs> begun. Hopefully, beginners have begun and starters have started. Yeah. Um. Ideally. Yeah. But that's it, though. Yeah, like it. it I think that went really well. So yeah. as well. I think we put some good information out there. Hopefully, they learn how to read better, ask questions better, learn what to figure out. I love how that's. And- <laughs> I love how that sounded snobby at first. That sounded like, hopefully they just, like, learn better or something. I mean, like... Just just learn better. Just um, learn better. I mean, come on, guys. It's not that hard. Learn better, start better, and we're all good. Learn better, start better. If you don't pick up Go, you're getting... Oh, let's do do the fun host thing. Leon, you have the last, like, phrase. Say something. Uh, Hugh, uh, wah, wah, wah.